Hey, what's up? What's up, Nick Nation? It's your boy, Slizzy, State of the New York Knicks podcast. This episode, I had my guy for the first time, Alex B. from Bad Weather Fans podcast. His co-host, Mike. Shout outs to Mike. Appreciate you, brother. Um, I appreciate you, Alex. I appreciate God Up Knicks podcast, uh, Die Hard Knicks podcast, uh, Nick Fan TV, nothing but Knicks. Uh, Nick of Time Show, uh, who else? Nick Film School, Jonathan Macri, I appreciate you, bro. Um, Hard Nick's Life, I appreciate you guys. Locked on Nick's, uh, the Pod Strickland. I listen to everybody, man. So I really appreciate all of you guys. I can't wait to bring even more guests on the pod- podcast. Shout outs to my co host from Down Under, Mr. Mike, I mean, my fault, um, Mr. Mitchell. Shout out to my co-host. Appreciate you, brother. Um, Nick fans, you're in a treat, man. Salute. Hey, what's hey, what's up? What's up, Alex? Hey, what's up, Nick Nation? How everybody doing? It's your boy Slizzy, host of the State of the New York Knicks podcast. And I got a special guest tonight in the building. Host, well, host of the Bad Weather Fans podcast. Alex That's B, right. how you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good. You you hearing me right? Is this good? You hearing yep. me all right? Yep. I'm yep. Right. It's kind of uh, thrown off the second I clicked the link. We were live. I'm like, oh, wasn't ready for that. But <laughs> all it's good. All, it's all right, man. It's all right, man. So thanks first, for having me on. Man, anytime, man. The first two yeah. things that popped in my head, I got two questions for you off the record. Sure. Um, I've been listening to your podcast for a minute, you know. Oh, thanks. And I've been following you on Twitter for a minute. So I want to know off the rip, what made you become a Nick fan and what made you start your own podcast? First, what made me become a Knicks fan and fan of all of my terrible terrible teams is my dad. So <laughs> thanks, Dad, for that. <laughs> and I fell in love with the Knicks back in the day because I'm, you know, I'm 30. I'm gonna be 36 in about two months. Uh, was was Ewing and Starks and Oakley and and Mason and Harper and and Doc Rivers and you know even Charles Smith, Anthony Bonner, you know all those guys, man. Hey. Just the rugged, uh, the way they played ball and throwing people into the stands, and you know, but you know that's it's just it's just those kind of guys, man. That's 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 New York, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's that's what it is. All right. And what what made me start my own podcast with uh, my buddy? Well, I met him on through Twitter actually, Mike Baseglia. He actually fan. works. Yeah, the Nets fan exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the unique th- unique thing. So he hit me up to come on his podcast. Mike delivers. It's on. We're all on the Pros Club Network. Mm-hmm. And um, so hit me up to come on there, and I went on there. And you know, last summer you've been following me. We've been talking a lot on Twitter for years. And uh, yep. last summer with the Nets shit, that when they signed the, signed Durant <laughs> and Kyrie, and I was like oh, the only like you, you guys oh, didn't win shit. <laughs> you know? Oh my goodness, oh Kyrie yeah, and Katie, man, yeah. man, Steve Mills was just such, he was just such such garbage, man. I don't even oh, yeah. to, I don't even want to talk about Kyrie and Katie. Cuckoo Kyrie, Katie <laughs> with his soft. <laughs> ankle achilles man i don't yeah. god bless them man god bless them they in the hey, bubble look. so we ain't, we ain't in the bubble yeah whatever the bubble's overrated <laughs> anyway you know <laughs> you know what it is though so so i so i went on his podcast and and mm-hmm. you know he posted a video of me on uh on his podcast and it like did like almost over ten thousand views you know just from me talking and he was like yo man he's like let's do a podcast together and i was like i don't know 
you know, I was, I was getting married and I, I was, in, I'm engaged and we were supposed to get married in May. And then mm-hmm. once, you know, I went on his podcast a few times, we actually in, uh, interviewed Richard Jefferson on there. Cause he would, he, you know, another Nets guy, you know, we'd go at each other on Twitter. And, and he was like, yeah, oh, come on. We were like, Oh shit, really? Like, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> like, um, so we had him on, that was cool. And then, you know, once the, the coronavirus hit and my wedding got postponed the next year, I'm like, yo, let's do it. Let's do the podcast. Let's do it. Cause I've been on Twitter for a while. got a, you know, a few thousand followers, not much, but you know, a little bit of a following and he, he does too. He's, he works at CBS sports radio, Mike. So he's, you know, he's professional in it. So I'm like, let's, let's do it, man. Let's, let's give it a try. So now, now we're here, you know? All right. So, so shout out to Mike. <laughs> yeah shout out to mike man you got a good team brother god bless thanks, you thanks. Man. appreciate it <laughs> so let's let's get right into it man what, what, what do you want to get into first on my mind right now is the bubble and how i'm looking at donovan mitchell and these mm-hmm. boys and i really want to talk about the lottery but i think that would be a good segue so let, let, let let's talk about the bubble real quick and mm-hmm. the knicks as far as drafting, and then let's get right into this eighth pick. Because right. when I look at Donovan Mitchell and he scores 57, Ugh, I, I thought about Frank Nilakina the whole game. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I like Frank, but he's no, he's no Mitchell, I, of I, course. Yeah. I, I love Frank Nilakina. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> and then you look at Kevin Knox. I love Kevin Knox. He's cool. Missed the six points per game. He's cool. <laughs> um, but I look at Michael Porter Jr., who who averaged 24 and 9 in the bubble. Or SGA. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. SGA. Yeah, he's the one that we lost out on, man. I, I, Porter I, Jr. had a broken back, bro, in I the mean, draft. SGA, nobody was really talking about SGA. I, like, yeah, I, I listen sure. to everybody, bro. I listen yeah. to everybody's podcast. Nobody mentioned SGA. SGA wasn't on my radar either. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. To be fair, he wasn't on many. I was just like, wow, this guy's a point. I think they couldn't take a point guard two years in a row. I think they would look really dumb, you know, if they did that. That they're they're too worried about their their image, the Knicks, too much. You know, they have to stop caring too much. You know. Yeah, yeah. The team with the smallest player developmental staff in the league. Yeah, and we're going to pick projects. But um... (laughs) good point. (laughs) (laughs) So you look at these two guys. Yeah. How. One through ten. ten. Ten means you 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 feel the worst. One means you, you least worry. How angry are you at the Knicks picking Frank Nilakina and Kevin Knox in back to back lotteries? I'm more angry about Knox than I am about Nilakina because at least I can rationalize Nilakina. I'm like, all right, if he's not gonna be a star, which is n- very unlikely. But his floor is way higher. Like, I can see him being in the league for 15 years, being like a Bruce Bowen type, you know, Posey mm-hmm. type, somebody who's on these winning teams, who does all the little things. He, you know, because you can watch it. You're a Knicks fan. You watch every Knicks game and you see Frank Nelikina. You're like, wow, this guy's dominating the game. And you look at that, you look at it, he's got three points and two assists. You're like, what the hell is going on? He, he, he's a guy, if you're a box score lover, yeah. you're not going to like Frank right. Nelikina. Plain and simple. And to be fair, most people, they're not watching every Nick game. I mean, they stink. So, like, if you're not a Knicks fan or you don't live in the area or you see them two, three times a year, you're not watching it, you know? So, it's it's hard, you know? So, people think, like, assume he stinks, which he doesn't. But Knox, like, he, it, Knox has so much talent, he frustrates me so much more than Nelikina because he has the ability to be a really good player. He just – there's something there. It's it's upstairs, man. It's something upstairs. It's a, like he gets down on himself. And, you know, I, I think he makes a mistake and that's it. You know, what do you think? Knox, man, 
the thing about Knox, he played less minutes after Mook was traded. Right. And you see, he's not – his box scores was horrendous. Mm-hmm. He stunk on offense last season. But you got Reggie Bullock playing 25-plus minutes. Why the hell am I paying cable bills <laughs> and streaming bills to watch Reggie Bullock running up and down the court? For context, Knox was second on the team in blocks. He was third on the team in block percentage. Second, if you don't count Todd Gibson, why the hell is he starting after the All-Star mm-hmm. break? And – you like, whoa, he improved in small areas, and he improved on defense a little. He improved on his passing. When you watch Mitchell Robinson highlights, you also see Kevin Knox giving him a lot of those passes. And he was a net negative 11, I believe, wow. last year on the court on the Knicks. And he turned it around to a net negative two. So, like, it's small improvements, but you got to watch the games. I'm higher on Knox than I am on Frank Nilakina. But both of them give me hope when you watch guys like Steve Nash. You got to really watch guys like Jermaine O'Neal, guys who didn't pop until year four, Chauncey Billups. You watch certain guys. You got Nick fans ain't patient. New York is Look not at Brandon Ingram. Team. He's another guy. It took years yeah. to go, you know? Yeah. And you want to know what's crazy about Brandon Ingram that you brought him yeah. up? I swear to God, I, I made an argument last year on Twitter that Kevin uh-huh. Knox is better than Brandon Ingram. And <laughs> now it looks crazier. <laughs> they talk about putting your foot in your mouth. You got to delete those tweets. Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. I'm a man of my word. No, nah, I'm only kidding. Yeah, there. It's too. all right. <laughs> but he, he, Kevin Knox, man, I'm high on the kid. Frank Nilakina, he give me hope. I watch guys like Kyle Lowry, Patrick. I compare him to a Patrick Beverly who doesn't scream. Mm-hmm. It, 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 that, that's it. You, you got guys like PJ Tucker. Patrick Beverly, guys in the league, role players. It, it, it's just when you pass over Donovan Mitchell oh, yeah. and you hear about Phil Jackson falling asleep during the Donovan Mitchell Wasn't just, I thought he fell asleep in the Dennis Smith one, no? Well, either way, uh, whatever, yeah. Either way, whatever, because Dennis Smith, he, he stinks too. Yeah. So I, I don't even want to he, he, he's But at least they could have flipped him because he would have shown flashes and could have flipped him in a trade or something. The Knicks could have. You know what I mean? Like, they, the Nilakina, nobody's going to trade for him. And he's worth more to the Knicks holding on to him, hoping he develops than dealing him in a trade. You know what I mean? There's no point, you know, in my opinion. Can I, can I ask you a serious yeah, question? So. You're you, you older than me. Mm-hmm. I'm 30 years old, yeah. right? God bless you for being 36. <laughs> Do you tr- do you trust the Knicks with a goddamn trade after what I've not. seen since I've been ten years old? <laughs> so, I we could go back further than that. Yeah. A Knicks trade would use was used to trade for Scottie Pippen. So I don't. I my, my God, like the Knicks could have drafted Larry Bird, <laughs> but they didn't because they didn't want to spend the money. It, like, well, what about what so about much- Mark Jackson and Rod Strickland? You have Mark Jackson, you draft Rod Strickland. You're like, all right, we can't have these two great point guards playing together, which some semi made sense. So you trade Rod Strickland. Then a couple years later, you trade Mark Jackson anyway, and you've been looking for oh, a point guard Jesus. since. That's <laughs> just what the hell oh, are you doing? God. And then you draft me, Frank Nilakina. <laughs> what a slap in the face! <laughs> it, 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 so It'd be hell, it would help if we can move up in the lottery once in thirty-five years. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> so, 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 segue right into it. We we get to you know our frustrations yeah. with the Knox and Frank Pitt. This NBA lottery nonsense, I don't know if they need to change it. I don't know if the Knicks just make the NBA too much money and we always number one in merchandise sales. But I look at the attendance from last season, I see Minnesota, and I'm like, come on, dog. 
Like, <laughs> no, I hear you. And I heard your last pod where you, I don't remember if, I don't know if it was you or somebody, one of the other boys that were talking about it. And it's like, I said it on my pod too. It's, it's like Minnesota's broke. They win the lottery. The Warriors build this brand new arena. They're going to have no fans. They're, they're going broke, even though they have this great team. Like they just, they just poured all their money into this arena and, and they, they couldn't sell it out this year because they suck, you know? So, and they were there number two, you know? And it's just, how did that, and then the Knicks, the Knicks never Laughable. go up. And and I was arguing with Mike uh, Biseglia on my last pod on Bay Weather Fans. We were like, I'm I'm like, it's not fixed. I don't think it's fixed for real. But I feel like there's a way where they're like, if it's kind of a tie, they're going to go the other way. Because their Knicks, the NBA, Mike was really uh, big on that. Um, if the NBA, the NBA wants the Knicks to be good. Because if the Knicks are in the finals, the Eastern Conference finals every year, like they were in the 90s, it's better for the sport. There's better views and better ratings. But the Knicks are making money hand mm-hmm. over fist regardless. <laughs> <laughs> so it's if, it's if this is a business, let's look at it that way. If if you're going to worry about the Knicks sucking and still making money, or the Timberwolves, or the Pelicans last year, or the Grizzlies last year being oh my goodness, nothing last year, dead franchises, which is what they would be, you know, like, like Yo, I was so hurt oh, last yeah. year. Oh my! Thank God. God we got three though, man. If we didn't get three last year, I would I would have I would have deleted my account. I don't know what I would have done. I would. <laughs> I was like, I, I remember I was watching this. I told this story on my podcast too, but it, I was watching it. And like I told you, I'm, I'm engaged. So, you know, when you're engaged, you got to do, do all the wedding planning and your fiance wants you to do all this stuff that you don't want to, you don't really care about. You're just going to say yes to anyway. And so I'm sitting there and, and, and the lottery's on, you know, the first 10, 15 minutes is all fluff BS, you know, and then it's about to start. She starts talking. I'm like, I'm like, Hannah, I'm like, babe, can, can you give me like 10 minutes? <laughs> like, just give me like, minutes. let me stress this. She's like, really? I was like, I'll do whatever you want the rest of it. I look at flowers all night. I look at pictures all night. I don't care. Just give me like 10 minutes. Yeah, man. Just, just 10 oh, minutes. Oh my God. Man. I was so mad. I was so hurt. <laughs> yeah. I saw Pat man, up there too. I, I'm like, all right, Pat's looking good. Like, we got this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That hurt. Yeah. But in hindsight, when you look at RJ Barrett, yeah. And I look at him, I'm like, okay, I'm good with RJ Barrett. Because when you look at John Morant, you look at Zion Williamson, first off, Zion Williamson, he reminds me of Majin Boo sometimes because this guy is just so damn big. Mm. He, 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 he looked like he eats a <laughs> chunk of food, but he's a generational talent. Right. But the freak. I watched yeah. Blake Griffin. You watch, I, I'm pretty sure you watched a guy named Sean Kent. Right. You can't jump forever. Nah. You're going to need skill. Well, Camp had a little bit of the uh, booger sugar, you know what I mean? But that kind of helped him out. That's another story. <laughs> oh, man, your boy. Oh, my goodness. Sean yeah, he's screwed for real. What a great Hall of Famer. But, yeah, anyway, go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a, it, oh, my goodness. It's all right, brother. Yeah. And, and then you look at John Morant. I'm like, this kid be landing on one leg. I don't think I want yeah. John Morant. Didn't he twist his knee or something in the in the bubble? He like came down hard or some shit. I, I don't remember what happened, but I think yeah. I think I think he came down real hard on his leg, okay, but it, it wasn't a serious uh-huh. injury. But I think I really commented on that. I was like, "Yo, John, can you please yeah. land with two legs, brother? Like relax." So <laughs> y- yeah, you don't gotta dunk crazy every play like, like look what happened to iverson relax, iverson like, went in there full steam ahead every play and and that's what made him iverson but after a while like you couldn't have a long career you, you can't have a long career like that you know it's just eventually catches up to you you know but like with rj i feel like his ceiling is not as high as zion or job but his floor is higher like it's kind of like how i feel about nilakina and Knox. i'm just obviously on a way different level like nilakina's mm-hmm. ceiling is you know i don't know what it is but his floor is like bruce bowen Knox's ceiling is, you know, perennial starter maybe, but his floor is like in Europe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think, no, nah, I think, I think Knox could be an all-star. Yeah. It's just the culture. You got to think yeah. about it. 
what the hell have we been subjected to these past know, four or five years? Phil fucking Jackson. Excuse me, Nick, Nick's if you, Nick Nation, you got your kids listening. I'm sorry, Phil fucking Jackson. <laughs> this guy, Frederick Weiss, you draft Frank Nellikino over another New York guy. You draft Frederick Weiss over Ron Artest. It's like, stop the BS. Right. I love Frank Nellikino, but go ahead. No, and, and think about I, it. I was just trying to look it up to see how many was. I'm not sure, but... Nilakin has been here three years, and he's probably going to be on his fifth coach, right? Because we have <laughs> how many coaches we got? We got oh, Tibbs now. We had Fizdale. We had Mike Miller. Fish trash. Yeah. Mike Miller garbage. <laughs> Miller yeah, was okay. Horner trash. Horner sec, Miller yeah. Horner sec, yeah. Miller was garbage. You know, like, I, no? I, you cannot. No, okay. no. Okay. Why is no. that? I thought he did. He did well without having to, you know, coming in as an interim like that in that kind of situation. When you're Fizdale was so when bad. you. <laughs> Fizdale was garbage, okay, Mr. Dribble Handoff. <laughs> but when you, after All-Star break, when I am paying Cable Wills once again, brother, and I'm watching Taj Gibson, Reggie Bullock, Alfred Payton, <laughs> I, I, I don't like his game. Like, he does not jump higher than my grandmother. My grandmother is 73, brother. <laughs> <Not much>. and, <laughs> and, and, and he... he Cannot play defense. He does not pass. I don't like him next to Knox. Uh-huh. He does not pass all season. It, it, it was garbage. I don't want him on this team no more. Even though he can shoot. Yeah. But give me Bertans. Uh, I want him off my team. I, well, I don't, yeah. I don't even want to hear from him. We need a shooter this offseason. Yeah. Like Joe Harris should be the dream. Joe Harris or Gallo bring him back or Marcus Morris or even Bertans. One of those four. They need to land one of those four. And you need to have a link. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo. Come on! <laughs> Why you? I like oh, Mello, but it's just it, it's it, we're we're done with that, man. It's gonna be such a distraction, dude. It's it's like there's people that hate Mello, like hate him, and it's going to be a problem. It it, it really is. And he, it, it, we need to move past this, you know. Like it's just time to turn the page, you know. I mean, that's that's all. I like Mello, but so, I, I so. you know I don't like. I don't know. The aura in New York, is it's just, it's different. You know what I mean? There's too many, like, super mellow fans, which is fine. You know, like, the younger fans, that's their guy. Like, Ewing's my guy. Like, mellow, the younger guys, mellow is, like, their guy. Like, you know? So, I get Mellow, mellow is one of the reasons why I'm a Nick fan right now. See, there you go. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> so, that's my point. Exactly. So, so, so you, you have this, like, soft spot for him. So, you want him back. And I, and I get it, you know? And, as it, you know, but I, I don't know. I, I just think it's, it's, we need we need to, we need like a shooter, a guy who's not going to demand the ball and isolate. <coughs> Excuse me, getting all choked right. up. But yeah, no, it's just I don't know. I think I think we need to move past the mellow the mellow stage. But so whatever. Speaking of Carmelo Anthony, we had a guy seven foot three who <sighs> Travis Ware. Travis Ware, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> so. Speaking of Carmelo Anthony, and a high lottery pick before we get into this eighth pick, we have Kristaps Porzingis on this roster. Yeah. We also had Steve Mills. We also had Scott Perry. We also had Phil Jackson. Um, Watching Porzingis in the bubble and watching Porzingis on the Mavs, it breaks my heart. Um, I want Scott Perry done. I want him fired. I want him off this next management team ASAP. Mm-hmm. Um, Porzingis averaged 30 in the bubble. Um, even if we paid Porzingis, hindsight, right? It's a horrible contract. I know it is. You don't got to tell right, me right, it right. is. I know it's 
No, I know you know. Uh, we've been following each other long enough. I, I know. I know you know it is. I'm waiting for waiting for your point though. <laughs> that contract stinks. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you do not let a guy like that, an all star who averages 22 and eight, who shoots threes, who's seven foot three, who averages two plus blocks per game. You don't let a guy like that walk. You fire everybody in that management office who's a part of that management. You fire everybody. So I think Leon Rose should have been hired last year. He should have been hired before Porzingis asked for that trade, in personal opinion. You don't, you, you, it's unprecedented. I don't know in the last 20 years or so, I've been watching basketball, that I've seen a guy on his rookie contract get traded that's an all-star before he reaches his prime. Regardless of the injury history, I don't know if I've ever seen that. And I'm disgusted. Yeah. I'm very disgusted because I watched R.J. Barrett. I had to watch Julius Randle, a.k.a. Mr. Tasmanian Devil, <laughs> spin move all last season and shoot 260 plus threes on 27% shooting from three and hog the ball and had R.J. Barrett and Kevin Knox and Frank Nelikina all in the corner, had R.J. Barrett clapping for the ball. So, yes, I am pissed off that we traded Porzingis. It was very stupid. And then you get back in the trade, Dennis Smith Jr., who pouted on the oh, bench. I hated Smith. After, yeah. after the Knicks fans screamed for Frank Nelikina, and rightfully so because he was dribbling the basketball into nowhere when he was on the court. And when you watch the two-man lineups that's on the Knicks, him and Kevin Knox was the worst two-man lineup right. on the right. Knicks. So I'm, I'm, I'm watching all of this transpire. Now we got these two math picks who, who me, I don't give a damn about the math picks if you ask me. I'm ready to trade them. But that 2021 pick, I don't think I want to trade it because the Western Conference might be a bloodbath. Exactly. So all that is it, it, just me saying the Porzingis trade was a horrible trade in hindsight. The Knicks was not supposed to do it. You were supposed to fire everybody in the management office, and you're supposed to keep a guy like that. Now, if we had R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, uh, Chris Dash Porzingis, Frank Nilekina, uh, okay, Tim Hardaway still, that's a, yeah. That, that's a core. Mm. That's a young core. Kevin Knott, okay, I, I could believe in that. I can't believe in this young core I got right now. That, that, I, I'm sorry for venting. Right. You, you, you could go. It, it's... The, the pose, that the was a horrible trade, man. <laughs> horrible, man. No, but here I look at it this way. You know, sometimes in life, sometimes you got to take one step back to take two forward. And Porzingis, when Porzingis got traded, you can look up my tweets. I was pissed. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, are you kidding? Because remember how fast it all went down. It was like, all of a sudden, Woj sent out the tweet, like, Nick's maybe trading Porzingis. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what are you kidding? And then, like, five <laughs> minutes later, it was like, Nick's traded Porzingis to the Mavs. And we all just exploded. Like, are you kidding? And But then once oh, I calmed goodness. down and I saw the full trade, you know, I didn't give a damn about the players. I, I DSJ Dennis Smith Jr. I couldn't stand him. I was fighting with with everybody for years before that. Nilakin is gonna be better than DSJ. Nilakin is gonna be better, and nobody. You know, everybody can act like they knew it now, but they they're full of shit. Like the guy that everybody said they passed on was Dennis Smith <laughs> Jr., not Donovan Mitchell. Nobody even mentioned Donovan Mitchell until he started playing. <laughs> you know, so that's bullshit too. But anyway, so. When Porzingis got dealt, I'm like, all right, well, they got these picks. He didn't want to be here. You got to pay him the max. You were able to unload Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract, which I really liked Hardaway. I was a fan of him, of his. I loved him because he plays hard, man. You can say what you want about him, but he plays hard. 
and Oof. but Courtney Lee's contract also getting rid of those two and getting the unprotected pick in 2021 when the Mavs are going to have Hardaway and Lee where they're not going to be able to well I, I don't think Lee expires this year but they're not going to be able to really improve their roster and if you look at the at the West like you were saying the Warriors are coming the Suns are coming the Spurs will always Oof. be improved the Grizzlies are coming the Pelicans are coming there's no oh and the Mavs God. are only the seventh seed this year there's no guarantee they're making the playoffs. And if they finish lower, then then you got a lottery pick, a free lottery pick like that, and then you never know. Maybe you draft the next Donovan Mitchell. I know with Nick's luck, they're not going to. But you know what I mean? It's just – and Porzingis here, it, it, look at it now, man. I know you're talking about the bubble stats, but, like, look at it now. He can't play. They got his MRI on, on, on a knee, and it's not even the knee that he tore up. It's the other knee. So now you, who knows what's going on? They're not giving us the results of the MRI. You know, they're just saying, oh, it's a game-time decision. They, he's not playing the rest of this, this series. He's done. Something, uh-huh. Something's nah, up, man. If, you know when MRI comes out, if it's all clean and good, it'll be like, oh, perfect. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. It's just, you know, it's just yeah. banged up. It's, something's wrong. And that that was the other thing is that he can't stay healthy. So that's why I'm like, all right, you know what? I know the idea of Porzingis. I think the idea and the perception of Porzingis is greater than who Porzingis really is. Because before the bubble, he was a 19-9 guy, and that's who your, what your boy Julius Randle is, is averaging. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know that there's difference, differentiated you know, situations. <laughs> you know, you can pick cherry-pick stats. You know, like, I know that. And I do that sometimes on Twitter just to fuck around. But, like, um, I forgot my point. But it, it's just he, – he's, I think his perception is, is not reality with Porzingis. And I think in five years, even if the Knicks don't hit on this draft pick from the Mavs, I think we're going to be thankful that this, this didn't happen because if you look at it, you got Mitchell Robinson, you got RJ Barrett. Those are your only two real pieces. And then, you know, Nilakina is going to hustle. You know, you got him. And now, like, I wasn't really a big big fan of, of Thibodeau because I, I wanted I didn't want the expectations to raise like they are now. You know what I mean? Like, the people are going to be like, oh, we have a real coach. So it's fine. At least I, I can wrap my head around You think they raise? It's not like Fizdale. You think they raise? What? You think I, the oh, expectations think, is raised? I don't think from fans or realistic, so. realistic people, but you got the Bondies of the world and the, those kind of guys. They could be like, well, you paid his coach how much money. And blah, blah, blah. You know how like they're they're obsessed <laughs> with the coaches' contracts and how much Phil Jackson got. Like, like there's a con like there's a salary cap on coaches. Like, who cares? <laughs> like, you know, who cares how much he got paid? You know, but at least with, with Thibodeau, I could wrap my head around, like, all right, if the Knicks have the pieces, he can coach them. You know what I mean? Fizdale, I'm like, this guy is terrible. Like, I was, I was like, how are you passing up on Budenholzer for Fizdale? Like, what is wrong with you guys? Like, why are you, like, talking yourself into this? So what? He was on the Grizzlies. They declined when he got there. And, and Gasol couldn't wait to get rid of him. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I was never really high on, high on Budenholzer myself because Budenholzer, to me, is a regular season coach. Right. Every time when it comes right. in the money time, he doesn't come through. Prime example, the Bucks ain't going to the finals this year. And well, the Heat are gonna give him a series, man. The Heat are gonna give him a series. Uh, you know what I'm hoping? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm hoping? And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ever say this to you again. We're not gonna talk about this on Twitter. <laughs> We're gonna keep this on this podcast. We never gonna mention this. I want the uh. Heat to beat the Bucks and sweep them or four one them just so Giannis doesn't need to think mm-hmm. about going there in 2021 free agency so that could help the knicks but I, yeah see, i'm not I'm ready for the free selfish. agents yet man i'm not ready for that i'm just being i know no you're, you're you're like the stars need to align so let's let's get the first star right you're like the head of all the, the, the roller stars right yeah <laughs> i got you yeah. i got you no i mean I, i'm oh. i'm over the free agent thing man i'm over it like 
I, I, I mean, I don't know how you felt after Durant got hurt. I remember you saw you saw me all last time. I'm like, don't sign Durant. He's hurt. Don't sign Durant. You know? yeah, yeah, I was good. Yeah. I was I'm like, good. no thanks. Dude, we got a new plan. It sucks. It didn't work out. You know, there's no way you can convince me that Durant wasn't coming here if he didn't get hurt. Nobody can convince no. me that way. He was coming. All the reports they were coming. All of a sudden, he's not coming. Like, give me a break. What changed? Oh, his injury. That's what fucking changed. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Whatever. He ain't want that pressure. That's all yeah. that was. He ain't want that pressure. Not with that injury. Hell no. And the Knicks didn't want Kyrie by himself for a year. They they said it. That was the report. So Rick Bucher had it out. He's like, no way. He's like, the Knicks were like, no. The Knicks were like, we'll take Kawhi. And then Durant hurt for a year, of course. You know, like we'll deal with Kawhi for a year and his nonsense. But we're not dealing with crazy Kyrie for a year. You know what I mean? No. So that no. that's also your boy Steve Perry that you you know Scott Perry. I say Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve yeah. Perry. Yeah, they was like one. Both were horrible decisions. Yeah. I can't think of a free agent pickup Scott Perry got in the past three years. I could say that he hit on. He but hit on that Mitch he, pick. Bro. He hit on that Mitch pick. He hit on that Mitch pick. The Mitch pick. Don't allow you to excuse his <laughs> his incompetence at his job. No, the Knox thing is bad. The Knox is a black eye. That's a black eye on him. No, I'm, he's not no, a no, I'm, I'm not, not really mad at uh, Knox. I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm not mad at not. I, maybe because Knox was my pick. Right. Maybe right, because right. I seen the MPJ injury early because he was my original mm. pick. But then I seen the injury. I'm like, I don't want that guy. Matter of fact, MPJ is allowing people to shoot seventy percent on him wow. in the bubble when he's when they're being guarded by him. So, so, so there you go. Yeah. So the Knox thing, I'm not really too mad about the Frank Nolakina thing. I'm kind of getting pissed off about because you had Moutier, you had Trey Burke, you had Jared Jack, you had Alfred Payton, just stealing minutes. Just, yeah, just robbing minutes, but I digress. Well, it also look um, at Frank's situation. He gets drafted by Phil, then Phil's fired a month later, and then his GM comes in. He's like, "Why did we draft this guy?" And then he has five different coaches, and it's just like coming from France. He doesn't speak any English. You know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> gotta give this guy a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like in the draft with, with the Knox draft, the, the guy I really wanted was Sexton. I was like, I was begging. I was like, Colin, Yo, guy. I wanted, like, oh, oh my god, like, he's gonna be our guy. Like. Thousand percent agree with yeah. you, bro. Mm-hmm. Yo, Sexton. He's gonna be a player, was, man. He's a player. Bro, he's got it. I've been watching you know? him since high school. He's yeah, got that it yeah. in him. Remember that thing with Penny Hardaway's son when he's like grilling the Penny Hardaway's son? Oh, yeah, he was talking trash. Yeah, yeah. your son whack. <laughs> man, I wanted. I, I see. And here's where we come to talk about this eighth pick in this draft because you just named a guy like Colin Sexton. Yep. Who me? I have no issues dealing this pick for Sexton. I, oh, I, if that's the trade, I, I, yeah, I would do that. <laughs> I, I have no issues dealing this pick for Colin Sexton, but you know, we get the eighth pick, and I want to know what's your what's your initial reactions to the eighth pick, dude? I was well, like, I went into this lottery. I went into this lottery clear headed. I'm like, all right, there's nothing that's gonna piss me off in this lottery. I'm like, we had the sixth pick, whatever. Mm-hmm. We're going to stay put. Even if we went down one, I wouldn't have been mad. But we went down two, and I saw the eight. I was like, are you 
fuck? Like, I was like, of course. I'm like, a fucking, of course. Oh, and, and then man, I was just like, you know what? I, I, I just like, I, I, I logged off. I, you know, I'm on Twitter all the time. And I just like logged off. I'm like, I can't. I don't even want to look at this. I was like, let's put on an episode of Friends. Like, I don't just want to do nothing to do with the sports right now. No, I didn't watch the Laker game. I was just like, I can't. I can't pay attention to this right now. I'm so mad. Because I knew I was just, I was, I knew the trolls were going to come out. And the Max Kellermans and those guys are going to twist it. Into, oh, because yeah. of Dolan, like he has anything to do with the fucking lottery when the Rangers won the lottery like, like a week nothing. earlier. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make any sense. And I, I was I was mad. But you know what? Like at, with this pick, I, I kind of want best player available. I kind of wanted Denny. Just yeah. you know, I'm Jewish. I want the Israeli guy. That'd be cool for me. But oh, cool. you know, Good. or that's cool. Yeah, or like Cole Anthony would be cool because of uh, you know of Greg. Oof. But Oof. keep him away. Yeah, keep far. far. Yeah. That's one one. I don't know if it's sentimental. That's you, the thing. Yeah, I, it's probably sentimental probably. with you because he. I I I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna defend Cole Anthony here. He was second in the nation in unassisted field goals. Mm-hmm. So that means that he had to create I for still. himself damn near every play. Yeah. Like he, it was damn near. Anthony Edwards was number number one yeah, in the that nation. Was a, so. So, I mean, yeah. hey, you, you bring the excuse out, then it's like, I don't see the fit with Cole Anthony and R.J. Barrett. Because I don't see Barrett as a small forward. I don't know if you agree or disagree on that, but I've been very vocal about it. Like, I do not see him as a small forward at he needs all. To shoot better. Maybe, he needs to shoot better to be a the shooting guard. You know what I mean? I mean, shoot. I mean, let's be real. Paul George shot 27% from three mm-hmm. as a 20-year-old. Chris Middleton shot, I think, 28% from three as a 20-year-old. Yeah. Giannis was like 25%. Like, like, like these dudes. It takes time. Yeah, like we were saying. Yeah. It takes time. I mean, it takes time. I want the mismatch that RJ created at the shooting guard spot right. last season. He was bully ball into the paint. Mm-hmm. Like when they put Melo at the four, the year when they won fifty four games, you know, they're like yeah, create the mismatch, and, and, mismatch instead of being mismatched. You know what I mean? Like, exactly, yeah. create it, and and RJ's the mismatch. Mm-hmm. So when I'm looking at this pick at the eighth pick, I'm looking at a guy like Isaac Okoro. I'm looking at a guy like Devin Vassell. You can never have not enough wings. Mm-hmm. I look in the NBA right now, the last ten years. The last 10 finals MVPs has been what? Wings. Right. It's only been one big man. Right. Just one. One big man. The rest, finals MVPs, wings. Yeah, Steph never won a finals MVP, right? He never got one, right? He never. It was like Iguodala, right? Iguodala stole that one. (laughs) Yeah, and then you got Cupcake Durant, who destroyed two years of my life. Going to oh my god, what a move was so disgusting. <laughs> that just showed his character. We should have known that man. That just showed like, his true character. Bruh, like how dare you, bro? Right. Like that's that's like getting jumped, <laughs> and then a month later, you go whip the boys that jumped you to go jump the guys that was your friends before. Right. Like, I, I don't whatever with Durant. Yeah. Um this eighth pick, who is your top two guys? That you want in one sleeper pick, it, it, it could be any three. I think, I think, I, like Halliburton or Hayes, I think would be great. I want base player available, but if if it's if it's a tie, I want them to go with the point guard. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, I, I just feel like we we need that guy. Like we need the guy who's going to handle the rock and run the team. But like 
mm-hmm. something that I haven't been seeing, and this is just my in my mind. I have a feeling like Obi Toppin's gonna drop. You know what I mean? I just I know he's up there, but like these teams don't really need. I mean, the Hornets could use him, but I mean, there's a chance Wiseman falls to him. You know what I mean? But I just feel like there's something with him. I, I don't know. I don't remember him being ranked this high as like a top three pick. You know what I mean? Now, all of a sudden, yeah. he's the top three pick. Nobody knows shit, right? <laughs> you know? No, nah, no, nah, they don't. They don't know. I seen a mock the Cavs get him. I seen another mock um, Atlanta Hawks draft him. I seen another mock. Like it's all over the place. You don't know who the number one. Well, there was no, there was no college season, so we like we have even less information because nobody's watching these fucking international. Everybody can act like they know these international players. They don't know anything. You know what I mean? Nobody knows even these college games. I mean, you can watch a couple of these games on ESPN in December, but like, are you really? Do you really have a feel for these guys until they get to the conference tournaments or the tournament? You know what I mean? Like, you don't really know anything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's it's hard, but. I kind of want the I, I I really want a point guard really badly, but I really would settle for best player available. Vassal, everybody's been raving about this kid, so maybe he's got you know a lot of people like him, so I would be okay with that too. You know, I don't know much about him, to be honest. So Devin Vassell, Devin Vassell? Right? Okay. I, I I got a I got a couple notes on mm-hmm. him. So outside of his defense, his shooting will be the most bankable skill. In two years at Florida, he shot uh, seventy for one hundred sixty eight. 41%, 41.7% from three-point nice. range. That's extremely okay, nice. Yeah. Um, so as far as Dunks is concerned, he was 26 of 28, 92%. Close twos, 51 of 73, 69%. Long twos, 49 of 115, 43%. Free throws, 48 of 65, 74%. Three-pointers, 44 uh, uh, out of 106, 41%. Shooting. And this is just shooting, shooting. The shooting aspect is what I really need from him. Even though I know that he's not a great pick-and-roll player, he cannot get his own shot off. Um, And as you watch the bubble, you need guards who can get their shot off. And you just said it. Point guard is what we really need. But my issue is now... I'm not taking Kara Lewis with the eighth pick. That, that's just me. Mm. I'm not taking Cole Anthony with an nah, eighth pick. Too high, yeah. It, it, it's just too high. So, do you see a do you see a trade down? Would you trade down with anybody, or would you try to get a another lotto pick? Probably trade Julius Randle to the Timberwolves <laughs> for James Johnson in the sixteenth pick. You hate you Randall, know. man. That's hilarious. <laughs> bro, <laughs> you shoot you, bro. you shoot Randall into every conversation with a trade. You're just like, oh yeah, you know, we can trade Randall. Just... <laughs> yeah, yo, get Randall off. Yo, pay the electric bill. Yeah. We can trade Randall, and we'll be good to go. <laughs> yeah, like, I, it, it, it's not even that. I, it's just, it's not 1990 no more. It's yeah, not the yeah. year 2000. Yeah, yeah. Mitch and Randall don't work. No. It, it, it's just never going to work. You need a shooter Mitch. next to Mitch. You need somebody who can shoot next to Mitch really badly. I agree. Like, the perfect guy would be Bobby Portis if he developed into what Bobby Portis should Oof. be. You know what I mean? Like, Al Harrington, my Al Harrington reincarnated is who Bobby Portis is. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. I don't really see them trading down. I, I don't really want them to. I just want them to just, just stand pat, take your pick. Unless there's a, some trade, obviously, that, you know, that blows them away. You know, obviously. But... I, I don't know. I, I'd rather just instead of trying to get cute and collecting picks and 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 you know, depend. It always depends on the trade. But personally, just 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 take your picks. Take your pick. Take your late pick with the Clipper pick. Maybe take the point guard later in the draft if you want Vassal or Vassell, however you pronounce his name. You know that's fine. You know, just get a point guard in this draft. Get me a point guard somewhere, even if it's in the second round. Just get me somebody. Get me a fresh body. Somebody who can handle the rock. Somebody who's got the handles. Not 
somebody who's like a off off guard point guard or you know just get me somebody who who is gonna like play like New York basketball is played at the parks. You know what I mean? There's always that guy who's who's crossing everybody. You know what I mean? You need somebody that's gonna excite the fan base. <laughs> like you know, yeah. like, think about how we, Trey Burke lit up lit up the Knicks a couple of years ago. He was in Westchester. He was like, call up Trey Burke. What are you doing? You know, like he comes up, he was, he was, it was so fun. You know, we need a guy like that. Like you need somebody not like Trey Burke, but you know what I mean. You need a guy who 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 can create his own shot, like you were saying in this today's NBA and can handle it and, and dish. And we just need a real point guard and. and I do not want to blow that load on Fred Van Vliet. I don't know how you feel about that, but I do not want to. Oof. It, that's a that, that's a scary one to that, me, man. That's a scary, so, scary guy. <laughs> got to be honest. So, right, Zero right time all-star. Fred you're going to pay him close to a max? I, I don't think so. Oof. Me. So right before Fred Van Vliet, we could always get a guy like Jameis Ramsey. I, I think mm-hmm. I probably said his name wrong. He attends Texas Tech. Okay. I really like this kid. Mm-hmm. Um 15 points per game, four rebounds, two assists, 1.3 steals, six foot ten wingspan, okay. 44% from the field goal range, 43% from three. I'm telling you guys, look this guy up. Best footwork in the draft, elite step back jumper, um 91 and 91 percentile in spot up shooting. So the kick and shoot, get his own shot. He took 5.23. 5.2 threes per game okay. on 43% shooting. So that's another guy I want y'all guys Let's to look at. Jaden yeah. McDaniels. Yeah, yeah Jaden McDaniels. That's another guy, like, out of Washington. Um, Six foot ten wings, seven foot wingspan. Shot 34% from three. Got a little Michael Porter Jr. in him. Little Kevin Durant in him. Okay. It's, it's, we get, you, you pay Walt Perrin the big bucks. Mm. You get me Kenny Payne. You get me developmental staff. So next season, I'm fully expecting whoever we pick at this eighth pick, and this is this is what I really want to ask you about this pick is will Tibbs start him? Is I want to see this eighth pick start. Right. I don't give a damn what position he's picked at. Point guard, forward. I I, I don't care. I need this pick to start. I don't want no half-assing of the rebuild. Right. If you're going to get a – if you're going to stick with the rebuild, stick with the rebuild. Now, Fred Van Fleet, right? You just mentioned mm-hmm. The kid is playing well. He, he, he's playing me, man. He's scared. Scary. <laughs> very scary. Charles Smith, scary. Yeah. This, it, yeah. That, that type is scary. Mm-hmm. Like, Raymond Felton. Right. I think he's like, perfect, the perfect comparison, Raymond Felton. Or like Mike Conley. You know, like Conley's a good player, but he's not worth a max contract. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? No. Oof. <laughs> so, no. He, like, he makes like 35 million. Yeah. He got the super max in the <laughs> You know, it's, like, what the hell? They had to, but like, I mean, they didn't really have to, but that was their franchise. You know what I mean? Like, he was their guy, you know, him and Gasol at the time. But that's, that's the terrible yeah. deal. You know what I mean? You got to be able to pull the non sentimental moves. You know, like trade the guy like Belichick always does with the Patriots. You trade a guy a year early instead of a year late. <laughs> he know? is cold. Yeah. I love Bill. Yeah. I love Bill. I, that's how. That's why I like. That's why I like Tim. Because mm-hmm. I'm a Giants fan. Yeah. I love Tom Coughlin. Mm-hmm. I loved him, bro. He hated the media. Sturdy. He he looked like your your, your father who who didn't give a damn about none of your feelings. <laughs> that's what I need in the New York coach. Yeah. Tibbs is. He strikes he's that me guy, as that yeah. guy. No, yeah, he's that. guy. I'm a Jets fan, so we can we can we can um you know agree on like Bill Parcells, a type of guy. 
<laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like somebody who's just going to really like crack the whip and that's fine. And if, if Tibbs is going to be that guy and he's going to do that, that's fine. I'm just, I, I'm just nervous about the perception and that's going to not because it's going to hurt the Knicks feelings, but because Dolan has a, has a tendency to act when he gets the pressure, when he's like, he wants to prove everybody differently like he acts like trump a little bit that's why the dolan trump guy works perfectly <laughs> but you know it's, oh yeah that's my guy oh, john, yeah. john he, he might be yeah, on my yeah, podcast again, cool. too. We, we had him on a few times <laughs> he's great i love that guy man he's great but that's why it works you gotta follow him. yeah definitely definitely but that's why it works perfectly because yeah because like dolan trump like what he does like because because when trump gets gets pressured he 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 just he, he does he acts but then he acts like he's not acting you know what i'm saying like he does something but he says oh, i didn't do that like yeah, you did motherfucker like what are you talking about we have video <laughs> yeah wonder naked. woman yeah deflect everything. yeah exactly you know. exactly so so dolan does the same thing but you know that's why i'm i like i wanted somebody like atkinson because or mill or keep miller because i just wanted to keep it low-key like keep it low-key like you know all right look at this coach look at this team all right it's another rebuilding year now with with bibs here everybody's gonna be like all right this would be 45 wins like or or playoffs or what's going on you know what i mean and yeah it's possible the knicks can make the playoffs next year it 100 is if rj takes a jump mitch takes a jump they hire they sign some 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 decent free agents that that are not like you know julius randall like you don't like him or like bobby portis i, I like bobby portis but they're not like reggie bullock kind of or alfred payton kind of free agent signings no but like get alfred payton get me like joe too. harris or gallinari somebody like that that's yes. really going to give us a, a shot in the arm and then you and then you nail this pick. The Knicks can Knicks will be in the playoffs next year with 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 Thibodeau here. You know what I mean? Like they'll be in the playoffs. Like some see, see, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead, go ahead. Go no, ahead. it's just it's just, that's the thing with with Thibs. Like I, I, I that's what scares me about him because I, I just I've been around the block too much. Like you, like we've been around the block with this Knicks team too much, where we see like this 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 tendency to act and go for the quick fix. The quick fix. What the Knicks would do is they they trade they trade this eighth pick or the twenty sixth pick or the, the 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 late pick this year and the Mavs pick next year and get somebody who's paid like twenty million dollars a year that's not that good that's going to give us fifteen points per game some shit like that and then they're going to sign Fred Van Vliet and then they're going to be like why are we winning forty two games a year and we have no no hope right now the Knicks have all this hope they have the cap space they have the draft mm-hmm. picks they have the young players they have the coach just nail this pick nail this fucking pick this year <laughs> and we, that's yeah. why the eight. That's why dropping the lottery really crushed the Knicks' souls. You know what fans' souls? Because I, I didn't need to move up. I didn't need to win the lottery this year because there's no real prize. There's no Zion. You know what I mean? No. Or Derrick no, Rose. No. You know, it's just just give me no. – I, I needed to be six at least. Or, seven, you know, like give me close to the top five where a top five pick can fall to me. Now we're eight. We're pretty much ten. It's just like, ugh. <laughs> you know? So, so. so you know what this pick do? It forces the Knicks to do – two things it forces them now to rebuild organically yeah because if they would have got around that low three or four spot they probably would have tried to trade for zach levine with a, which would have pissed me off would have pissed me marketing off. <laughs> oh, oh my god <laughs> I, 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 I love marketing i, I i'm kind of good on marketing his defense you can't be seven foot and averaging under one block for me. No. I'm, I'm sorry. Porzingis light. Um, Porzingis adjacent. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, I'm good on yeah. that trade. I, I was talking about it a few podcasts ago. I slept on it a couple times. I'm good. The, the Knicks, was, they're at a great spot. Mm-hmm. So now this forces Tibbs, who won 31 games his first year as the Timberwolves head coach, mm-hmm. right? In the Western Conference, which is loaded. Right. It gives Tibbs a year where he could be, he could he could tinker a little bit. He could play with the roster a little Just bit. Coach. He could play, yeah, work these guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he can. Yeah, and then I, I I listened to your podcast. You brought up a hell of a point, a hell of a point. 
the no fans factor. Mm. That is a huge, huge factor for next season. Yeah. Because next season, you can you can say, well, it ain't no fans, so Dolan ain't going to give a shit about if the Knicks lose by 20 points because ain't no fucking stands. Yeah, nobody there to boo. Yeah. <laughs> ain't nobody to boo. Nobody's selling so, fire yeah. to sell, sell the team. Nobody's doing that. <laughs> so it, nobody could make him get in his feelings. So I believe it's... it's you know, it's kind of a great situation for the Knicks for them not to do the quick fix. You know, people itching, they they tying the rubber band around their arm, they got the needle ready for the quick fix. You know, it's always happening. I don't need to see another Carmelo Anthony trade. Mm. I love Donovan Mitchell, but I don't need them no. to even I don't need them to even make the call. It's not the time. It's not the time for it, It's not the time. Yeah. And then you don't want to disrupt your locker room. You don't want to disrupt your 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 young guys' uh uh, uh psyche. Like how you did Frank Nilakina mm-hmm. his first two years. You don't want to do that how you did Kevin Knox last year. Nick, see, Nick fans, it, it 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 blows my mind sometimes because if RJ Barrett has a sophomore slump next season, you're gonna see a lot of lot of Nick fans. Oh, let's trade RJ Barrett. Uh, blah blah blah. Oh, man, I, 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 I've seen a guy on Twitter. I, Chris, I love you, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We won't I, I love Chris. I love you, bro. It's good kid. You man. gotta stop this this nonsense of trading RJ Barrett. I'm not trading the highest pick since Patrick Ewing in my lifetime. It, it, hell no. Oh, I'm not trading Barrett for for Donovan Mitchell. I'm not trading for um, Devin Booker. I'm good. Is Giannis on the call? I don't even want to talk about that. Well, right we're now. at the table, so, at least. If you're honest, we're at the table. <laughs> we're at the table, but I still don't want to be at that table. My plate, I'm not giving you my plate. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> not not with R.J. Barrett. Um, uh, no. Mm-hmm. So when it, when, it, when it comes to that, the Nick, they got to be patient. You, you, you see dudes who – now this goes right into the next thing because you see the media bias when it comes to the oh, Knicks, yeah. right? As soon as they get the eighth pick, everybody just kissing Nick ass. We're not even inside the bubble. I'm seeing Nick tweets every day. Oh, the Knicks get the eighth pick. Blah, 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 blah. What about the other team? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> what about Sacramento not making the playoffs for 14 straight years? But that's like, exactly why that? the Knicks don't need to be good. But that goes back to our point from before. <laughs> like, they don't Is care. Like, yeah. like, they don't care. Yeah. It, it, it's like, leave us alone. Mm-hmm. The Knicks put out a statement. Um, about you know the shooting that yeah, happened yeah. on Sunday. I'm not going. I, I don't want to mention this guy's name because that shit was horrific. Terrible. And, and arrest those cops. That shit. That shit yeah. is just dumb. Murderers, not cops. Murder. Murder. Yeah. Murderers. Excuse me. Yeah. And you know you see the NBA players. They protest. They they no playoff games yesterday. Right. Reminds you of Bill Russell back in 1961 when he did his own protest for being unfairly treated at a hotel, mm-hmm. but. You see these things, and it's like, like the Knicks are not playing. You see the statement from earlier. We're getting judged about a statement from earlier from the Knicks. The Knicks didn't even have to put out a statement. No. But they was the first team to put out a statement. And I don't need you to give me a paragraph of bullshit, (laughs) okay? Let's be real, bro. Let's be real, bro. You can speak on it, man. You you know, you can. we we, we, We don't need a paragraph of bullshit. Just give us a good paragraph. Okay, you made a statement. Kudos. I love you, Knicks. As long as you made a statement. You see these dudes with these white checks 
and they and, and they just say dumb shit about the Knicks, and it's like, come on, like it's not the time, like it's every day. Fran Frisilla, last week, I don't know if you heard him. No, I didn't see that actually. Oh my God, you need to go, go look at it as soon as you're done. There, look I have it up. I couldn't it, find what you were it, talking about. It's on Twitter. Fran Franchilla. Yeah, I know him. I, I'm probably saying, saying his name. Yeah, I'm Frischilla. probably saying his Frischilla, name. Yeah. Felipe Lopez's so, coach back in the day, last time he was relevant with Fran Franchilla. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, he goes on Fan, says, I don't care about R.J. Barrett. I don't care about Mitchell Robinson. The Knicks don't have a, a piece on the roster that he could look at and say, that's a guy you build around. He would trade the whole roster. See, stuff, I don't need to hear stuff oh, like God. that. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I, I, I don't. I, I need the Nick media bias to stop. That's it's enough. Just, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> you know what it is? It's, if anybody got robbed from uh, having a positive end to the season, it's R.J. Barrett. Because that last month or last maybe – 10, 12 games, R.J. Barrett started to turn it on, man. He started to yeah. really started to click. He had a couple of games over 25 points. He had that step back on, uh, what's his name, Archie, whatever the fuck his name is, the white, the point guard on the Bulls. He And, and that went, made everybody, all of Nick Nation, stand up and yell. And it wasn't because it was just the one play. It was because it showed his what he could do. And then he had that that play where he he – he uh, waved off Julius Randle's bullshit pick. Like, get get out of here, bro. I got this. You nailed that shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was just like, oh my god, we got, we got. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, this okay. The get that game winner on the Rockets. I'm like, okay, here we go. And then the pandemic hit, and it's just like, fuck. So I think if he had that a- that end of March and April to to really really show the world, like, yo, I, I, I'm I'm here. That's why I think next year RJ Barrett's going to really turn a lot of heads to the people like Fran Fraschella, who's not really paying attention, attention, or Kendrick Perkins, who's not really paying attention to the Knicks. Like we said before, they're bad, so they're not watching them. They're not on ESPN for like four times, like in the year. You know, nobody's paying attention to them. You know, so it's it's, it's we know more than these guys do. Mike Breen, thank God, he's like he can be on national TV and 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 defend it, but he's not on these talk shows with like Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. Like they don't know, like they're just there to to get to get clicks, man. They're just there to get mm. the attention. They don't give us. They don't care about credibility. I think Stephen A. cares more than Max Kellerman does, but because Max Kellerman just says anything. Remember he said that thing like. uh you rather have Andre Iguodala hit a, hit a, take the last shot. What the Curry. hell is he talking about? <laughs> oh, and then he said he he said the thing. You got I rather have Andre Iguodala, <laughs> Andre Iguodala, Kawhi more clutch than Kobe. The, like, shut up. Like, who, who blew him yeah. up though with that with that Kawhi thing? With the he was like, I, 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 like oh, how many man, when? He's like name. when uh, uh, Dante Foxworth, I think it was. I, it, it's somebody, but they was like when. He's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, you got to come with the facts, yeah. man. Say something Just stupid. Stop you better nonsense. have a backup plan. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, if, you were, if you're a purist Nick fan and you watch the past five years, you know what's wrong with this team. Right. When you got, like, you hire Fisdale with the smallest developmental staff in the league, Scott Perry, and you draft a project in Kevin Knox, which is stupid. And they're looking at a project, yeah, before. Oh he's already God. there, yeah, he's already there, yeah, yeah. So, so infrastructure, infrastructure is just the main thing that we need. It's just the main thing that we need. Any, any last things on your mind before, any last thing, like, did we get, did we touch on everything? I think we did. We got the lottery, we got the Porzingis stuff. Uh, 
honestly, I, I don't know, man. I just, I just, I'm really positive about the Knicks, and I, it's, it's funny because I just met Mike, basically my co-host on, on on the Bad Weather Fans podcast, like in mm-hmm. December or November when we first met on Twitter, and we, we now we're like friends and we do the show together. But he's like, he, he, he doesn't see me as this way, but he could see me as like a homer. But I'm just so positive about the Knicks right now because they haven't done anything stupid. They're at that point yeah. where, like, this is the year where this year and next year are the years where they're going to do something that's either going to cap out their team, like put a ceiling on their team, or they're going to fuck it up completely. Like, you know what I mean? Like the the mellow, the mellow building, they built up mellow and they had the amnesty. So they, but then they used, they, they re up Chauncey Billups before the lockout. Chauncey After the, the lockout, they, they used the amnesty on Chauncey Billups and they could have just let him expire just so they can sign Tyson Chandler who had a, oh F- my God. it was just like, yeah, Tyson Chandler won defensive player of the year. He was a good Nick, whatever. But, you have Amari with the bum knees that you know are going to expire. Like, you know that you need to save this amnesty for Amari. Like, what are you thinking? What are you and thinking? And then you, Chris Paul says at a, at, a, at, a, at a toast at a wedding, like he was coming. And, and you would have had Melo and Chris Paul in their prime, man. That would have been championship level. And then these guys, you know, everybody's going to come on these lower deals and, and sign with, to play with them. That would have been, that, that would have been our shot. So they fucking up hey, there. Hey. You know what I mean? There's always something. Like I mentioned before, the Mark Jackson, Rod Strickland thing. In the 90s, if we had Mark Jackson or Rod Strickland in the 90s, they definitely win a title. There's nobody, no way yes. you can tell me they don't. Yes. No way Kenny Smith is going off in the 94 finals or Sam Cassell is going off in the 94 finals if Mark Jackson or Rod Strickland are there. There's no way. Like, you know what I mean? I know Derek Harper played his ass off in that finals, but <laughs> give me a break. So there's, we're at that point, that line of demarcation right now where it's like, all right, the Knicks have their picks. They have the, the cap space. They have... The, the two young talent, they got the good coach. They, they like we're, we're we're lining up the stars, like you were saying before. Just don't fuck it up. <laughs> don't trade don't these picks. Fu- Just take the. Don't pull. Don't pull a, um Andreas Bogliani. Oh yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. That's don't, another one. Don't man. do that. Uh, so like, I just watched Jamal Murray score fifty. Uh, Go ahead. God damn. <laughs> yeah, dude, and that's 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 what I'm saying. Just, just keep swinging, man, because you never know. Like you got Walt Perrin in there, and he he drafted Rudy Gobert in 27. You know the Knicks have the end of the draft pick pick now. You know what I mean? You got the, you got multiple seconds coming up, multiple firsts, and then in the next couple of years, you know they might be done with the one and done. You know, so one of those years draft picks, those drafts is going to pretty much have two first rounds, and the Knicks are going to have two two seconds in that draft. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's like yeah. just 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 like just take your picks, take your time. That's why I was scared about the higher Thibodeau <laughs> because. I don't want them dolling to get that, get that, you know, that trigger finger. Don't, don't press the red button. <laughs> yeah. Don't press the red. Don't Peter Griffin get. Oh us, my god! Man. Yeah. Don't press the red button, man. That's what I'm feeling, man. Oh, I, I'm. We're there right now, man. We're we are there. We're, that's why I'm so positive. But they something like like some of these Nick fans on Twitter, man. Uh, god bless them. They're they're desperate, but and so I know where they're coming from, like a mental state. So, but I I can't help it, like. They wanted to trade first round picks for an executive man. Like, what are we thinking? You're not trading first round. Picks. What, what? No. Like, you know what I mean? I, I get, I get no. what uh, uh, Ujiri no. with the Raptors. He built the team great. He's, there's no guarantee you come here with with no with no talent. And we're not. What are we going to wait? Giving him ten years? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are we doing here? We're going to trade no. draft picks. No. Fuck that. You know. But they're just desperate. Like, like your boy Chris. He's just desperate. He just wants something to happen now. You know what I mean? Like, just, just. We've been around longer. Like, listen to us. We're in our thirties. <laughs> We've seen enough. Like, just, just wait, man. Just this is not the year. Maybe next year is a year we can do it. If we hit on these picks, then we can we can talk, you know. But right now, take these picks, make some solid signings. Sign Joe Harris, Morris, uh, Gallinari, or Bertans, and 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 let's go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, man. Because I remember at 11 years old, 
or maybe 12 when I watched Antonio McDice blow out his uh. knee. But I digress, man. I, I digress. I, maybe Chris doesn't know about that. I, I don't uh, know. I that don't hurt, brother, man. But... That hurt. That hurt. Uh, it can't be, I mean, Camby was hurt for two years, but then, then they dealt him, and then Nene is still in the fucking league. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they drafted him. They traded him draft day. And he was, Yo, what pick was Nene? He was a seventh or eighth pick, right? Like, I don't know what he was. Hold on. Now yeah, I need to know. Like it, I, oh, I, oh, oh my god! Yeah. Um, so like that, that, how about that symmetry, man? <laughs> hold, hold on, I'm looking. He was a seventh pick overall, man. Seventh pick overall. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm oh my god! So, yeah. <laughs> and he's still in the fucking league, bro. <laughs> Yo, the Knicks, man. This is it, oh, man. Um, you got You got to take the picks, man. Just take the picks and chill. Take the picks and chill. Even if they, even if these picks are not superstars. If they're re- quality role players, let's just keep them because they keep serve them. a role. Like Shumpert served the role in a championship team. Channing Fry served a role in a championship team. Just keep these guys. David Lee served the role in a championship team. Like just keep these guys. You know, they'll be our guys and they'll be all our role players and they'll be good. You know what I mean? They don't have to be superstars. Just we need pieces. You know what I mean? Like that's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I digress. before you, it's all right, man. Before your last words, the Knicks overall eighth overall picks in the common draft era, 1972. Tom Riker, career points per game, oh, 2.7 points per game. Shannon Fry, 2005, career points per game, 8.7 points oh. per game. Jordan Hill, Steph Curry, um, Ugh, 7.9 points per game. Frank Nilakina, six points per game for his career. Knicks, you got to get it right. Get it right. I, I, you got to get it right. It. <laughs> get this pick your, right, last, man. your last words. Man, get this pick right. I want a point guard in this draft. If it's eight or if it's 27, 26, whatever the fuck the pick is. Get this pick right. Get me a point guard in this draft and get this pick right. And and let's let's go, man. And wear, everybody wear a fucking mask so we can get out of this pandemic, right? <laughs> wear a fucking mask. Um, Alex. <laughs> Where can they find you at? Um, Nick Nation, I love you guys. Alex, tell the people where they can find you at so we can get out of here. I'm, I'm at Nick Central on Twitter. So at Nick Central, Alex B is my name on there. Alex Benesowitz is my full name. At Nick Central, I do the podcast at – well, not at. It's Bad Weather Fans. We're on YouTube now and on every podcast app, Apple, Spotify, whatever. Uh, that's Bad Weather Fans. We're on the Pros Club Network. My boy Mike Paseglia runs the Pros Club Network, and he's my co-host. He's also got Mike Delivers podcast. You know, he, we also have the, the Rex Walters podcast on the on the Pros Club Network. He actually just interviewed uh, David Fisdale, which is a pretty good listen. <laughs> no, it's good. He didn't talk anything about the Knicks, so don't worry about it. All right. All right. But, it, it, but it was interesting. It was like about like, you know, his time with the Heat and this. It's, it's cool stuff, you know. So uh, I'm going to go tune in. I'm going to go tune in. Yeah, check I'm it out. I'm doing that tonight. And, um, you know, so, you know, bad weather fans, man, give it a listen. You know, thanks for having me on, man. This is this is a lot of fun, you know. At Nick Central on Twitter is where I'm at, man. So check me out. Um, I appreciate you. I appreciate Nick fans who tuned in to this podcast episode. Alex, I definitely want to get you back on here. For sure. Uh, it's fun. Next month, October, November, I'm definitely going to hit you up for this. But – I appreciate Nick fans for you guys tuning in on this episode of State of the New York Knicks podcast. We both out of here. Salute. Wear your fucking mask. Right. And vote. Peace. Vote.